Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am your father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 486, Men in Black International. Sure. Sure. Because we couldn't get Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. Yes. Or Josh Brolin back. You could get a painting of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I wonder how many million that costs uh, to enough. use Will's like <laughs> yeah. About the same amount that it costs to put him in uh, Independence Day 2. I just want to know what this movie's called in the UK. Men in Black. Because why yeah. is it Men in Black International? It only takes... This is the Men in Black in the UK. Yeah. So... I guess she's the international. And she's oh, go- she's going international. Yeah, she's the character. going... Yes, Got it. yes. Okay. So uh, I guess let's go around the table and introduce ourselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. Uh, quick shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts. You can go there, rate, review, subscribe. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers. And of course, uh, our Patreon account at patreon.com slash real spoilers. So... There we go. There it is. Men in Black. Have at it. So remember when they were when Chris Lord and Phil Miller were gonna do a Men in Black Twenty One Jump Street crossover? Oh, that would have been you great. had you had oh, me at Lord and Miller, and then you had me at Twenty One and Twenty Two Jump Good Street. Lord. I said it. I said it last episode. I think those guys are geniuses. Everything that they've done so far has yep. been fantastic. Their TV stuff's fantastic. Their films are fantastic. I just am so curious what that solo would have looked like. Enjoyed solo. Not saying I didn't, but I still <laughs> want to see their version just because I'm curious. Anything that those guys are attached to, I mean, I, I, I you've got me at their names, and I think that comedy and the crossover, it, putting their spin on Men in Black would have been great. Yep. It would have been but better than what we, we got. got. This, which, okay, really quick. Did you ask for this? No, was, did, don't pin this on me. Did man. you ask for this? <laughs> Absolutely. Who not. asked for this reboot <laughs> no. or not a reboot re- continuation? Like it's a soft reboot because it's basically the, it's this is basically the same story that will it's the Will Smith story from Men in Black one. Yeah, for the most part. Like so, it's a soft reboot is what it is. They think I they've just, got. I I, mean, li- I like Chris Hemsworth. I like Tessa Thompson. I have nothing against the people in this movie, but it's like. Uh, were people? I guess they weren't judging by the box office. No, people no. were not clamoring for this. Like, who was like, "Yeah, Men in Black." Remember that trilogy of amazing <laughs> movies? We got to do another one. Right. I feel like this was like an idea that maybe Hemsworth and Thompson had on the set of Thor. Like, that would be fun. And there was some crossover with. Is this Sony? 
Uh, yes. Because he did uh, Ghostbusters, which right, is Sony. Right. And so I feel like it was just like Chris is like, I've got this teamed up, and what if we work with Tessa Thompson, who I'm working with with Avengers stuff? And I feel like it was just this idea, and someone was like, yeah, just do it. <laughs> yeah, and <right. laughs> Because it's clearly no one wanted it. It opened to, what, 20, 28. $28 million for what should be a huge summer blockbuster yeah. type of movie. Well, also, I mean, Will Smith in 97 was Mr. Box Office. He was Mr. Summer Box Mr. Office. Mr. July. Mr. July. Yeah. yeah. Talk he, about a movie star. Oh, I mean, yeah. Will Smith was a movie star. Yeah, he was the rock. Yeah. Back then. I mean, the, like, yeah. that's that's what that You know, I I have I've seen I've tried to avoid trailers for Gemini. Hobbs, and, no, Hobbs oh, and Shaw. Yeah. And I'm just like I yeah. I saw one last night. I was like, good Lord. I don't need to see the trailers. I have. <laughs> I I, so, okay. Like I'll be at the theater and you know, I don't watch trailers, but I'll, I can't avoid them. I'm sitting there. I, I sit down and it's playing and I see like a helicopter go through a tunnel and explode into a submarine. And then they're in a rocket ship and they're <laughs> when, diving through the earth's core. Like every scene. When the, the rock <laughs> uses like a, wi- a chain whip to pull the trajectory of a, of a freight, like a fight, a fighter chopper. Yeah. Chopper. Bring it on. Why but not? That's exactly why. <laughs> but so judging based on Furious 8, which I've gone on record as saying, like, those guys are the best part. Oh, yeah. Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. So when they owned that series and owned it as being ridiculous and that they're superheroes, it's like, let's go. And even in the trailer, like Idris Elba is like, he's black Superman. He's like, he's, he's a like, genetically I'm engineered, a superhero. Yeah. He's, he's a genetically engineered. So human. that I'm excited for. But <laughs> back to this one. We don't have... No, the rock in this that. movie. No. Uh, we do have two very likable people. Absolutely, Chris Hemsworth as this expert MIB agent, uh, uh, a kind of doofus. Liam Neeson is his partner, I guess, like the J and K. No, of, he, well, yeah, right, right, right. They in were the beginning. They then, were partners, and then yes. Liam Neeson gets moved up to the top, and then Tessa Thompson, as a child, has an extraterrestrial incident, and her parents get. Is that going to come back later in the movie? Oh, I knew that. Yeah, yeah. Oh They're cute, but they grow up to be huge beasts. <laughs> as yeah. soon as they got to that island, I turned. I, well, actually, I didn't see this with Katie. I saw it with Ryan. Oh, good. Who really enjoyed yeah. it? But, you know, it's easy to please a nine-year-old with action <laughs> CG stuff. But I turned to Ryan and I go, "That's the pet she had when she was." <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh. "He loved it." Because I, I predicted every twist and turn. I'm like, "I'm like, they want you to think that's the bad guy, but it's, it's really that guy. guy." And and yeah. he's just like, oh. and then every time it happened, he turned to me. I felt like I had superpowers. <laughs> it's the coolest thing when you can predict stuff like that. That and your kids are like, how did you know? Yeah. Like you watch enough movies. Bella has been watching the Harry Potter movies, and yeah. she just got to Prisoner of Azkaban, oh, and she's just best. like, she's like, he's the werewolf. I was like, eh, are you sure? Are you sure he's the werewolf? <laughs> you want to keep watching this? She's like, oh no, Sirius Black is the werewolf. I was like, is he? That's the best one. The best I love one. it. Yeah, that set the tone really for the entire series. Yeah, for Alfonso sure. Cuaron. Yep. So love yeah, it. so this one opens up like Kevin said. uh with Liam Neeson and Chris Hemsworth fighting off this thing, uh, which would be, you know. They must have in, paid a lot for that Paris, Paris. backdrop. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> they go right back to the exact same backdrop. Look, man, we paid a hundred grand for that thing. We're same using angle, it. same everything. Yeah. They're like, if you compare the scenes side by side, the like exact same one thing. is what, eight years earlier? Yeah, or three three like that. years earlier, I think. Yeah, because yeah, it jumps back 20 years for her. Right. And their incident was three years. Wouldn't you want to start with her story and then jump forward well, and then do another gotta, time jump? They got to catch you off guard <laughs> with like, what the hell is going on? But when they go back later in the movie. I think they were afraid that this movie if if it's not for that opening scene it goes so long without any stars kind of action oh yeah. that's true yeah that yeah. you know even though even though in that scene 
like the big alleged action set piece <laughs> takes place off screen. Right. Like you you don't still see don't it. see it. You have no Which, idea. When you get to the end makes sense, but it still doesn't change the fact that you feel like you were robbed I'm, of a right. giant alien fight. I'm glad that you said that because when I was in the theater and then it went to the other stuff, I was like, what just happened? <laughs> yeah. Like, I thought I... You got neuralized. I mean, I wasn't on my phone or anything. I was there with Ryan watching it. But later on, I'm like, I'm like what did they do in that opening fight? Like I seriously <laughs> right. was trying to figure out and, and I didn't remember that they just cut because I'm thinking, right, well, yeah. clearly something happened at the big Paris showdown and it they keep did. talking about it. You're right. And, something yeah. did happen. So yeah, then we flash forward to Tessa Thompson as a little girl and her parents are, uh, you know, wrapping Christmas presents. I guess it's Christmas time, but they're all not dressed accordingly. Like it's, I feel like Christmas time in New York is cold well, and everybody's kind of just like, you know, uh, the one scene that I, d- I don't know why I laughed at this scene but i did is when the dad like goes running at you know gives the mom they hear a, a crash in the in the trash cans or whatever and the dad comes running back in and he just does this weird little slip where like i feel like he must have been wearing socks you know what i mean like, yes i don't i think I, that was imp- like it i had think to, he, it had to he be slipped accident. accidentally but then played it off yeah. like whoop, and i he does I, like a risky business slide <laughs> kind of does <laughs> like slides in there yeah and then he like catches I think himself he accident- and i was like yeah. I, was, I don't know I, I laughed at that part I was, you know, a lot of this movie is improvised, clearly. That's how they, you know, a lot of the jokes yeah. and things. And Hemsworth is known for that on Thor and on, Met, uh, no, what's the one that he improvised? Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters. doing his jokes, yeah. So clearly a lot's improvised. And I think with that, it probably was just all part of the way yeah. they made the movie. Like, it happened and he caught it and they're like, yeah, good enough. And it worked. Like, I yeah. Don't, so, yeah, so then they, the parents go out, they go to call the police. And, of course, there's somebody at the door already. They go outside. It's the men in black. And I was like, well, why wouldn't this be J and K? Or why wouldn't it be J or no K with his old partner? Because they couldn't get Tommy Lee Jones. They and could Will get Smith. they could get somebody to do Tommy Lee Jones's voice because you never see them. You only see them from it's Tessa Thompson. I don't think they paid them any money. You can't do it. Like you can't do an impression of somebody. Has did our interview with Jeffrey Wiseman? I teach know you that's nothing? a great point. Yeah. That's a great like, point. <laughs> yeah, they got paid for three movies. They don't want to pay them for likeness. They don't want to pay someone that looks like someone like. They don't want to get but, into that. Yeah, but this movie true. had a budget of $110 million. You could have paid a guy to which do a Tommy Lee Jones voice. much for yeah. a movie like this. So, like, I would think you throw a million dollars at them and you could you could get that. Or something. That right yeah. to do that. Right. You know? Some way to tie that. I mean, there is a there is a picture on a wall of J&K fighting the, the Edgar Bug. Because I bet you they had to pay him for that likeness. I'm telling you right I, I guarantee you, so they So, here's the to. thing. I don't think it looked like their faces were smudges. Uh, so I like, think it looked like them. You could tell instantly when it showed them. I guess. Yeah. They, they, and they can't, like, if you didn't sign them for the deal and you're using Will Smith and Tom Lee Jones, you got to pay them yeah. or get permission. But most agents would be like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah pony okay. up that dough. For right, them. Yeah. right, right, right. So uh, Tessa Thompson sees it go down and she kind of runs away before her parents get neuralized. So she does not get neuralized. And then she sees this little fluff ball. Blue Furby, whatever. Ner- yeah. Nerf herder. Yeah. Uh, and so she kind of oh, like, triple. oh yeah, right. The so she kind of she kind of like ushers it out and gets it out of there and protects it. And this is this sets her on this course to uh, get into the Men in Black. Uh, so then we flash forward again, and she's kind of this. I really uh, like this. I thought the I thought with her being this you know smart kid that's grown up tracking these things and she's got all these satellites and right. things like they turned into like a crazy like aliens exist person and I yeah, thought it yeah. was really fun of her figuring out how to get to the Men in Black you right. know and going on the interviews. I mean I enjoyed this setup, 
but it was I liked like the flat. I, I liked the premise yeah. Of yeah. better than the execution yeah of it. it falls yeah. completely flat yeah um, and again because I think a lot of it's improv it's a lot of tests I could tell in those interview scenes it's like they're they're just improv and, and I don't know it you're right it just didn't work I think that it maybe could have been written a bit better than improv I think they used the best takes that they got it and, probably did and it who just, directed this do we know F. Gary Gray. Oh, it was oh, F. Yeah. Gary Gray. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And it was just like, what? Which was surprising. <laughs> yeah. um, I guess he's found his footing in these big budget, yeah. like, you know, smash fests. Because, of course, he did Fast 8. Yeah. So, anyway, she she tracks it. She goes to all the CIA, the feds, and they're just like, what are you talking What secret yeah. agency are you talking about? I thought the accounting line was funny. Like, it was. Upstairs, like, upstairs, I mean, there, I, there was some enjoyable... Yeah, bits. there are, there are bits and pieces yeah. that are that are fine, and I like Tessa Thompson a lot. I do too. I, I do too. I, I really like her. She was great in Creed, which was the first time I yeah. ever noticed yeah. who she was. Um, I thought she was great in the Sorry to Bother You. I don't know if either of you guys saw that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. She was fantastic in that. I really like her in more of these. I think she's really good, and so I like her in a, more of the smaller art house type roles. You know, I just I think I enjoy her more more in that than in a big budget action movie. Now I thought she was great in in Thor Ragnarok, yep. Valkyrie. Um, so it's not like she can't do it, but I just don't know. I mean, in, in those Thor movies and the Avengers, it's such an ensemble. She also has uh, a confidence about her. Yeah, in those movies that I feel like she didn't have initially. Like she's always kind of geeking out over the men in black where she doesn't like she's confident in her crime solving skills yeah. but like she's also, she's also a fan, fan girl she's fangirling the yeah. entire time yeah maybe that's what it is because in the other world i like i like her as the badass confident right you know character take no garbage and yeah and in this one it's like she sees hemsworth and she gets kind of excited she acts cocky but then she's like Ooh, yeah you know, kind of googly and it's i like, did like that scene with the alien where she's like the alien can like rewind what she's seeing yeah and so she's just replaying Chris Hemsworth walking past yeah. her every time. That was like, a funny bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think there are enjoyable things in it, but but I I think that's one of the biggest mistakes the movie makes though is that that you know, that first movie like you it kind of like has a lot of fun peeling back the idea of aliens are all around us and we don't know it right and, and this movie really doesn't do that and when they do do it it's um gross. Uh, it's just kind of retreads of jokes from right. previous yeah. films. Yeah. And then there are things that I just don't even understand how there's this whole underground world of nightclubbing that involves aliens, but where they all look like aliens, but nobody knows aliens exist. But they want to be. Like, yeah. Yes. What? I don't like. So I, I, I took that as like there is this weird fetish that nobody talks about where humans want to be aliens. So the men in black set up these clubs where aliens can go and just be themselves on Earth, where everybody just thinks that they're humans, be t- pretending. Oh, to be there's aliens. a thing where did, did the movie tell us that? I think it did. That, I didn't that, catch that. That, but... that humans want to look like yes, aliens. Yes, there's that. This, there, <laughs> even though we don't think aliens exist, right? There is. Oh. So when Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson are driving to this thing, yeah, Hemsworth lays out. What this club I is. totally oh, I totally that. missed that yeah. too yeah Jeez. yeah yeah I'm trying to think if it's in the back of that cab where they drop into the club or huh. if it's on the way to the thing I think okay but but yes Hemsworth kind of explains that this is like a club where aliens can come and be okay not have to where everybody thinks that they're humans in costume where they can kind of just be like Comic Con 
Gotcha. Right? Like, everybody just kind of accepts. I feel like they should have... That, that's a clever idea. They should have sold that more. Or yeah, they should <laughs> They should have just had him go to Comic-Con. <laughs> yeah. That would right, have been right, funny. Right, right, right. And they, do, they get the gag where you look at the screen, it's like you see people who are aliens, so it's like Elon Musk and Ariana Grande and J.J. Abrams. So that gag comes back around in this one. I think in the first one, like, Michael J. Fox, or not, Michael, Michael Jackson was, like, an alien. They show, yeah, uh, they show that, Donald yeah. Glover in this one. They did, which yeah. I thought was, like, and she doubles down on the Donald Glover yeah. one. She's, She's like, like, no, that no. makes sense. Yeah. It's Pierce Morgan <laughs> in the UK. Is that... They change it oh, depending really? on where you're... Yeah. That's funny. So, they're, so she sees Pierce Morgan. It's, it's like, like no, oh, that, that one makes, makes sense. sense. <laughs> because I showed a clip of it online. Like, they, I saw the article going around. Okay. About, yeah. So, yeah, so she infiltrates like she's she's hacked into nasa she infiltrates where she thinks this alien there's like inquirer magazines or whatever which they're is, like that goes back to the first one okay like, like the yeah, the we the world aliens, news. yeah yeah like the coming and, back to earth and, i want my baby yeah. yeah so in the uh in the first one tommy lee jones is he's buying the all of the national you know the rags or whatever because they're true they're true yeah, right and nobody believes that they're true so yeah. it that that's a okay. which is a great gag which is also yet another recycled joke it from is the first one. and yeah. they go back to frankie like frankie's a recycled joke and the the problem that i that again we've talked about it a million times is when that first one is all practical like all of those aliens all those effects with the exception of when they shoot tony shalhoub's head off and you know yeah. uh but most of all those aliens that you see walking around MIB, that's all practical stuff. Yeah. So when you go heavy on the CG, like it does take I, the CG didn't bother me. Though. Oh, like man. I was thinking I when thought... I was watching it, I, I do agree. But in my mind, I'm like, wow, they've really built this franchise up a lot since what it used to be. And I thought they put a lot of detail into designing sure. the world of the men in black. Like to me, the CG was really well done. And I was more impressed with the like what the big picture that they came up with for MIB International and all these different systems of travel and all that. Like I but thought, there, there wasn't a bald chinian, which is a joke from the second <laughs> movie. I'm not even making that up. Where Will Smith can't figure out how to knock this guy out, and somebody says he's a bald chinian, and he pits him in the, <laughs> he hits him in the chin, and that's where his balls are. <laughs> well, and that's it. That's well, a, thank goodness. That's that a real that, thing. <laughs> I didn't need that one in this one. So I, I enjoyed it, but overall, I just felt like the movie was really boring. It is, is very that, boring. I mean, yeah. that's yeah. the thing. No, totally. is like, again, the premise I thought was really interesting and her being a part of the MIB, but it's like once she signs up, I mean, she sneaks in there after seeing the alien come to Earth, and they followed that car with the alien to right. MIB headquarters. She changes, like, changing clothes into MI, an MIB suit. Yeah. And she sneaks into the... It's all, I, It has to be the same one that Will Smith walks into. I'm guessing. It's it looked like this. Yeah. yeah. You've got Frank the Talking Pug who is back in this one for... A, oh, I didn't uh, think it was the same dog. Oh, I just took it as... I mean, it's the talking pug yeah. in Men in Black 1. What? So I assume, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, I just didn't think it... It didn't... Maybe it's I a great. It's a great line when Tommy Lee Jones is shaking the dog. He's yeah. like, no, no, it's fine. He goes, my buddy, some money. Yeah, and I didn't I just, know that was the same dog. I, it looked different to me, but I well, guess... Well, I'm assuming it's not it. the same dog, but uh, it's the... I, well, yeah, it's been it's the 20 same, years. I'm saying character. I didn't realize I thought it was the same character. Yeah. I guess um, I just didn't care. I don't care about this franchise. Like right. I hate to like, tell that's you, like the thing is I have like, no love for this franchise. <laughs> I love that first movie. The first one but was the first one's fine. The first but, one's yeah. fun, yeah. but like I don't know that this is the sort of franchise where fan service is really right. going to pay off sure. for people. Right, right. So I'm know? just like oh, I don't care. <laughs> I don't want your life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I totally agree. Okay. Like it, it's not a franchise. Like that first one is great. That first one's a fun summer will smith vehicle second yeah. one not good yeah uh third one it i go- really i really enjoy the third one because uh, brolin does a i mean that's brolin's movie yeah like brolin killing it as yeah. tommy lee jones great. was and jermaine oh the, yeah jermaine Clement is the bad guy yeah yeah um and it's that's actually one of my favorite bill Hader 
impressions is when he's doing uh, Andy Warhol. Oh, yeah. And it's great. All right. So back to this back one. To this. Can we talk about the other ones before? No. no we got to get into this one. Uh, so, yeah. So she shows up. She sneaks in. Uh, Emma Thompson kind of says, like, no, you're out of here. And she, I didn't realize that this was like an Emma Thompson cameo. Yeah. Like, it's weird. Because the like, they're, they're related, right? They are related. Yeah. 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 The Thompsons. Literally, it took me <laughs> yeah. a second. I was like, who's related? <laughs> well, you know, I, I feel like in the advertisements I have seen online, they always show Emma Thompson. Yeah. And yeah, then she's this in one, a cup of coffee. She, you, she filmed a day. Like, yeah. she went in. I don't know. This is the kind of movie where she could have been on the set for six weeks and it's just they, <laughs> there was so much retooling in post um, that they just that would not out. surprise that's yeah. possible and i don't mean she doesn't do anything but it's like seriously tess thompson shows up and she's like wiper memory and she's like no no i saw this when i was younger i know what that thing is not and to yeah, yeah right and yeah. then all if of i su- was good enough to find you yeah right, you should hire me. and then all of a sudden she's like let me think about it or whatever and then she goes to her computer and she has two weeks of test results like it jumped around really weird well yeah. i can give that as like she has all the results from the, the other and the government CIA. Yeah. And test maybe yeah. I took whatever. it as like they literally jumped into two weeks later and then they're like okay you're approved but maybe it was just bad editing but right? I I agree I felt like I liked what they're doing here and I like the setup of like they kind of have to hire her because she's the only person who's ever found them right so she must be really good yeah. which is just but, like the Will Smith thing but I don't remember I thought they found him so yeah, they he, recruited he, him he chases down a dude and they're just like you chase down a what's a butt on foot and he was like, well, yeah. So they bring him in. But then he does th- all the testing. But, like, he's sitting there testing with all of these, you know, CIA, Marines, all these yeah. guys. But he's the only one that, like, pulls the table over to fill out the test. Where he's the only one that shoots the girl in the head. And they're like, why'd you shoot her? And he was just like, well, I mean, that guy's doing a pull-up. That guy's got a handkerchief in his in his hand. She's got four books for, like, thermophysics. Yeah, he was, he was really skilled and had natural right. talent. But, I mean, she but she figured out. She, yes she saw through all the bs and figured out that the men in black are a real are thing, real thing yeah. and a real outfit and then infiltrated yes Why, that is correct you know they went out and found him essentially oh that's okay i see what yeah. you're saying yeah 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 and yeah. so i i like that setup but i also felt like they got to it so fast right yeah. that you didn't get to enjoy it like, i would have much rather had this movie be about her just more her climbing the ranks yeah rather than getting thrown into a top agent assignment and right. you yeah. know as a probation officer just, like you're gonna go i feel check like out. this was a leftover script i think you're like, right they were like oh if we did it like i feel like when they did men in black three yeah that they wrote two scripts and they had the time travel one like they had the like here's what we'll do if we can get tommy lee jones for a whole movie and okay. here's what we'll do if we can't i could see that and or they said here's three here's four or that yeah and that they um and then this has just been sitting in a drawer you know i can see although and my other theory which i think is probably even more likely but i can't remember which studios were involved but could this have been ripd too oh (laughs) jeez i mean i never saw the first one yeah you did no i didn't i wasn't i was on on that one okay i'm like we did it (laughs) i know we did it but i could i could i think your theory about this being a men in black four i could definitely see this being uh, they lose Tommy Lee Jones. Right. They get Will Smith for one more movie, and this is their way of introducing the new MIB with Will Smith being the Rip, yeah. Rip Taylor, Rip Torn, Rip Taylor, Rip Torn, Rip Torn yeah. character. So, they, but yeah, because I mean, I can't. Ima- I mean, I guess I'm like I'm of two minds because I'm like on the one hand, I'm like I don't think Will Smith commands the kind of money he used to. Not now, but Definitely he not. but he probably does for a Men in Black movie. Absolutely, it's and, his that, and that last Men in Black movie, even you know, it opened to fifty four million dollars. Yeah. 
I'm sure they'd twenty bet, million the Dark Phoenix. They would, they would love you, that. But now they wish they gave them that twenty million dollars. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, that's the thing. If you can elevate the movie, I mean, right. like, that's a lot of money. Well, would you like to make a lot of money? Yeah, right. And you could have him as the Zed character. You know, yeah, and have him something, something. Yeah, um, yeah. So she goes and she Emma Thompson kind of says, "I want you to go to the London office. They got this thing going on." That's go where they go to out. train, I guess. I, I that's it, where she went to. She's supposed to be training. I don't. I never picked up on that. Is that she was just well? Going. She says that there might be. She says there might be something weird going on. So keep a lookout oh, in okay. the London office. Okay. But I'm pretty sure she was there as a probation officer she to was, do her yeah. training. Like that's I guess I where they that. send them to go train okay. or whatever. Um, but I think she's also there to look out for whatever, right? Because she knows how smart she is. Right. And the other thing is too that we didn't mention. Uh, Emma Thompson, I think, really pulls the trigger on her because she has no attachments. She has no family. She has no. You know, no boyfriend, no relationship, no job that she cares about. No like, animal. Yeah. So th- to erase her, which they do, you know, they erase her from the system. Uh, it, it doesn't take a lot. And she clearly she says she wants to find out how the universe works. So you've right. got someone that, you know, it's not going to be hard to erase. And you have someone that's a go getter that and, and is smart. And so she you know, ends up welcoming her. She does her test and then they send her off, as you said. Right. Um, and then meanwhile, now we don't know why, but we, it cuts to Chris Hemsworth. And here he is three years after the Paris incident. And he's like a schlub. He's like he's kind of a dope. Yeah. You yeah, know, he's like a, he's supposed to be a top agent that did this amazing stuff. Or you you see he saves the world. And now he's like a goofball at this underground poker right. game. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's doing the, the Hemsworth. Thing. It's, it's, the, it's the opening scene with uh, Surtur. Where it's just, you know, talking quick and trying to, you know, find other guys like, I don't like men in black. He's like, yeah, who would like those guys? They're dicks. And then, of course, a big fight ensues. Uh, and this was, <laughs> I did like this scene where the gal was, he gets bit by this weird snake. And then uh, the other guy gets bit by the snake. And uh, Hemsworth is like, I'll do anything. I'll give you anything you want. Just please give me the antidote. And the gal was like, anything? And he was like, anything. And I like when he wakes up with suction marks on well, like a pull, tentacle yeah, mark. Well, he pulls her. I thought that was great. That was a good guy. It was a good, it was a good yeah. But now they're turning him into Kirk. Like, he's James T. Kirk, where, you know, Kirk would just sleep with whoever to, you know, because Kirk didn't care. No, he's Kirk's dad. Uh, I was going to say, he's Kirk, yeah. yeah, he did play God, Kirk. Yeah. that was what Star Trek Four was supposed to be. It was supposed to be time travel, and it was supposed to be Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth. He goes back to, like, Oh really? They were supposed to both be in Star Trek Four. What did we get to Star Trek? 4? No. Well, it's no. going to be Quentin Tarantino now if they greenlight it. But uh, it was, wait, what? That's Quentin Tarantino yeah, that's has wrote this. Well, no, he said he yeah. the script's done. It's not greenlit yet, but Quentin Tarantino they're courting him to be director. It's going to be rated R, and the script is finished. Oh my God, yeah. that it's almost he's been like, wanting to make a this years movie ago. For years. It came yeah. up that how he wanted ins- to- like. <laughs> I don't even it, know. We got to get back to this know. one, but that is a thing. Okay. I, I would have loved to have seen. But Hemsworth, Hemsworth and, Pine and Pine was supposed to be because he dies in the first one. He dies in like the first five They're supposed minutes. to go yeah. back in yeah. time and he deals with them. It's like funny. They, I remember when they announced Thor, like they were just like, oh, yeah, it was the guy in Star Trek. And I was like, yeah. Chris Pine? And they're like, no, no, no. The guy that was yeah. in it for like three minutes. And yeah. I was like, oh, Blake told me that, too. And they're like, that's that was who played Kirk's dad because no one knew him back then. Yeah, he was brand new. So, yeah. So he's kind of like this. Uh, I mean, he's like Kirk, basically, yeah. is who he's like. He doesn't really care. Like, everyone else is he's doing living off his reputation. Thing. Yeah, he's he coming into work late, and he's being a goofball. Well, gra- I also feel like the, the screenplay hints at this, but I don't feel like they really explored as much as they could. But I also get the vibe that, like, the government has kind of gotten in bed with aliens. Yes. And that they're not hunting them as much as they are trying to 
placate them. Uh, they the the guy who plays one of the Andes from Hot Fuzz, who's Agent C. He's one of the yeah. Andes in Hot Fuzz. Says that. Yeah. He's like, you're just a babysitter. Like you're 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 taking care of their puppies. And I like their back and forth. Yeah. Where he's like, you'd love to. And have I a puppy. I would have liked to see more of but that aspect of, of like what the government has gotten. Yeah. How the government has kind of pushed out. Right. And is more about like, well, let's just keep them happy. That's right. the easiest way to deal with they it. They won't blow us. That's up. what the government would do. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. Well, let's I, just write him a check, and then they'll, everything will be okay. okay. I thought it was interesting. The one thing about this world building, if if you want to say there's something here that not that I care that much, but the fact that the head of MIB UK was high T, like because yeah. I'm like, there's only 26 letters, so how do they all have <laughs> letters? Yeah, but I guess they then have like high T, and right. they do well, different. That's new because like, well, I know, but that's why I never she heard. Was, oh, I just thought it was a British joke. That's what I thought too. Like high T. But uh, one is C and one is A. Yeah, one, but one like was Z. But like high T is when you have, like, yeah. you know, I just thought it was a T joke. That's what I thought too. Yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, I think there's a joke there, but yeah. I just thought for, it was interesting that <laughs> it was it's a, like. It was a British joke. Because have we always wondered, like, yeah. what happens when they run out of letters, though? Like, right. that I feel like they do different takes on it. So I don't know. I thought it was. I was looking for something to be interested <laughs> by in this movie. And, so, and letters was what letters he is where we, yeah. So, so he shows up late, and and Tessa we go, Thompson. We go into the office, and then we look around the room, and there's J and K fighting the Edgar Edgar Bug, and then there's the you know the I, Paris Paris where I fought the I fought him off with only my wits and my Series Seven deatomizer. Yeah. Uh, which is funny. Like it's one of those things where it's just like. That's how he would when we get to the end, you're like, oh, man, why did I not pick up on that? Where it's I was just thinking it was, you know, when you like you get around like some old cops and they just tell their stories over and over and it's yeah. the same details. That's how I interpreted that until yeah. you get to the end. You're like, oh, that's kind of it slick. definitely seemed. No, um, it was, but it seemed off to me. So there, I think they dropped hints and because he said it the same way. I he think it's well, supposed I, to be. I think the, to me the big hint was when it's on the picture. Yes. On the front, on the fr- on the uh, yeah. the painting, right. it's on there that way. And it I'm can, just like, you can read that as a, as a as joke. A gag. I, right. think, I think I took it as a joke as well. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's exactly how they tell this story. <laughs> it's so, he said it so many times, it's in scripture. Right. But right. So, but she 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 sees him so, show up and like, who's he? And right. He's and the best agent. We, yeah, woo. And then, so... She kind of, th- you know, he's, I do like where he's like laying there and he's meditating. In other words, he's sleeping at his desk. Uh, Her line was good. I, I did, like yeah, that a lot. Your when tell. You, when your tell is when you, you meditate, snore when you, you snore. Meditate. That was a good uh, yeah. So yeah, she kind of throws down like a, a dossier. Basically, he's like, oh good, just what I wanted to read. So finally he says, you know what? You can come with me. Uh, you can be my, my second on this. He doesn't they, work with partners. He's right. a solo agent. They all work in partners except for him. And we come to find out. There's a reason. Yeah. But so so he's like, well, after all, I will take you. She talks up like she knows this alien language and she's a fan right, of the guy right. that he has to babysit. And they also mention that the only reason why they're taking this guy out to the clubs and stuff is it's like they'll just blow earth up like yeah, apparently earth is so grind, the earth is so insignificant yeah. in the in the grand scheme of things that like they'll just grind they'll us do, to dust yeah. they don't even care so they'll take this guy out for a good time whatever right. because they kind of have to right they go to these the alien club we should say there's also these two other aliens that have shown up uh that kind of can take on the form of anything. Yeah, they're else. the guys from Dark Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, right, right. They do hit the the effect is very similar to like. See, I saw these back to back. Yeah. So the the effect of these two aliens with the Dark Phoenix. That's of, funny. The Phoenix. It's like an astral very, type yeah, of thing. Basically. So it's like this astral entity, and then they take over the person's body 
and and uh, I guess they ended up duplicating. I don't know if it right. was real twins in real life, but you I know, mean, it looked like it. I because, think it was some. Pr- yeah, yeah. I, I, it looked like they did it practically, and they yeah. had a different hairdo to show what, who was who. Uh, but but they just take over the body and they duplicate. So now there's these two guys that are after this alien dignitary. Right. We don't know why yet. Right. But they end up showing up to the club and they essentially kill him. They like take him out. They they hit him with like this. It wasn't a poison. It was no. almost like a knockout. Dart. They tranquilized him, right. and then they're trying to kill him, and that's where Tessa Thompson and Hemsworth have to so fight they, them. Yeah. So the big, a cool fight, very similar to the first time that Will Smith and uh, Tommy Lee Jones used their weapons for the first time on the spaceship. Uh, I do like that they do the the one throwback is where they give the Tessa Thompson like yeah. the noisy cricket, and she's uh-uh. like, no, no, no. And she takes the huge right, which I I enjoyed that. Like that was fine. But so in this one, it's like nothing's killing them, and he keeps saying like, check this, check that part of the car, <laughs> and guns off. just come out from every. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, so they they blow up the one car with the dignitary inside. Tessa uh, Hemsworth kind of runs over there, and he grabs his hand, and he was like, "There's something different about you." Like, why did they have to like hit him with the dart? If they were just going to blow up his car, uh, it's a great point. Like, why I, not murder him? Why, the why they weren't going to? What's the thing? He's going like, to leave the club eventually. They weren't going to murder him. Like initially, like they say, they just wanted the weapon, right? But, uh, but you're right, because like, they were just going to knock him out and take it. Yeah. But then I guess when they realized that wasn't going to work, they were just going to blow him up. But then if you blow him up, you blow up the weapon too. Uh, it doesn't matter. Like it's it's a massive plot point. Yeah, why not fo- why not follow him to the hotel and steal and it, steal right. it and then blow it up when the men in black are at a club? Uh, you know, <laughs> right. like yeah, it, no, it doesn't. The plan is terrible. No, so uh, Tessa Thompson kind of walks up and she, he gives Tessa this little like purple and silver cube thing. Um, and I and that's also I guess we should say the reason your first clue is to something is off about Hemsworth is right. that this guy says you're different and we know that that incident in Paris went down three years ago right and so this guy hasn't seen him since that and he's like you're different now so you you're you're led to suspect something is going on with Hemsworth we don't Correct. know if he's under someone's control we don't know if he's been taken over like we don't know what it is right. but completely... there is something up with because they guy. do say that this this creature that they fought off in Paris is called the hive and they infiltrate and they like destroy things from within. Yeah. So, you know, so you're, I think you're supposed to think maybe he's been infiltrated somehow or whatever. Right. Which is why he's kind of dopey this, you know, after the incident. Um, and then do, uh, do we get to the desert? Is this where we go to the desert? So that's John wick. Yeah. (laughs) So they, so they go to, uh, they're called in because, so the MIB shows up in, and droves right 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 and they try to kill those guys and they blow up the the whole street trying to do it sure. and i think don't they just like pimp off they they hit them with like a, a missile or something they, they but go, they just they're just yes, out of there out of there and so then they're called into high t's office right. because you know c is like he's gonna have your your asses sure, sure and sure. and this is like i should neuralize you right now because it's like you violated whatever thing right. and they convince him they're fast talking like okay that you're okay yeah. this is what it is they they go to um they talk to like the chem- the the crime lab person down there and then Hemsworth kind of steps in. He's like, "Oh, by the way, see, you're off the case. Uh, your kid, you're with me. Yeah. We're gonna go." They, oh yeah, they, they says, realize that the they they have the dart yeah. and the the thing. He takes like a big whiff of the dart, and Tessa Thompson's like, "That's a terrible idea." Like it's almost like in old eighties crime movies where they would like cop movies where they would like lick, lick the, the drugs. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Why would you do that? What are you doing? That's 
That's not a way. That's not how that works at all. But T sends Tessa Thompson to be with C, right? And then Hemsworth, who is like, "Give me one more chance, or whatever." And and T is like, Fine. "Just go away." No, he's like, "Just go away." Like, you're lucky I'm not firing you, right? And right. so then he decides that he'll come and lie and say, "Hey, he's, you're with me." Yeah. So they go. This is where they meet Kumel Nunjami's, uh, Pawnee. Yeah. This is so like the they've already you know that all of his people are already dead. They have this go between, but like, and he's this little like pawn looking they're like chess pieces basically and they're trying to protect the queen right and they've all been slaughtered except for him right and then of course he becomes the the comedic Mm -hmm. relief throughout the rest of this thing and it's like i just saw the trailer for stuber and i was like yeah okay like camille nunjami i think is very funny i mean i think he's responsible for 80 percent of the laughs in this movie i think you're right Yeah. Yeah. yeah and i also think it's like they're all post-production too like i, I agree I, I, they added them in when they needed to oh, they was like sure. cut to little alien and then yeah. say something well, funny. And there are times when he's not even on screen yeah. and but he has a line, a line exactly commenting on what they're doing so right. he's funny yeah. enough to actually make that work and improve yes. the movie where in other movies it could be like you just 80 yard this crap jokes <laughs> yeah, right, i mean right. i could tell that's what they were doing it's just but it was funny so i yeah. was like okay sure because he's not. a funny yeah guy. It, he's it, very smart right yeah so uh, so now they're trying to trace. This is where they figure out. This is so now they've got. Um, they're in like nondescript India. They this is where we get the one weird scene with the guy whose beard talks. Mm-hmm. Like his beard comes off, and they steal his motorcycle. They borrow it. They steal it because oh, to borrow it means you have to give it back. <laughs> well, they planned on it. <laughs> Did they? <laughs> <laughs> so they go. You know, this is where they they go. Somehow they get transported. I don't know. So how- C is oh, on to them right, and right, sends right. all the MIB without high T knowing. Yeah. And, and so this is where, again, you're supposed to be like, well, he's the bad guy trying to get the weapon for himself. Right. He, see, he sees the, the alien give Tessa Thompson this little cube. Yes. So he and- sends them all to track them down. They know that they've stolen alien weaponry. Right. And so they're trying to recover it. They have a big chase on the motor bike cycle sure. whatever you want and to call she, that thing she pushes like a weird button and, and they actually it- warp they yeah. it's hype they say it's hyperspeed or something they actually travel they hit a portal and they travel yeah. to the desert yeah. and this they get pissed off we get typical yeah one yells at the other i do and, i do like where like they're talking through pawnee yeah and that's that was, <laughs> that funny. was funny like the, <laughs> yeah. yeah uh and then they decide you know they fix it they realize that this thing is a weapon so they unearth it and it's like it fires the I don't know. It's like a, it's like a it's a it's a blue star is what they call it. So it's shooting like this massive. And literally, they've harnessed a star in a rifle, and right. so they're shooting out the energy of a star. And I do like the line where she shoots. It's in the trailer, unfortunately, where she basically blows the Grand Canyon yeah. into this desert. And they're just like, you think anybody's gonna notice that? He's like, oh, the giant hole that hasn't been yeah. there before. <laughs> yeah, I think they're gonna notice yeah. that. So, uh, yeah, they I'm trying. They get back on the bike. They fix the bike. They take off, and then. Do they, they go uh well it's stolen so they have a bottle of water and the beard alien the oh talks, right 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 it. he pops out grabs the weapon and steals and it's it. like i'm gonna take this to uh, i don't remember rizza rizza yeah because i have rizza because i'm like wait and i was like the rizza's in this movie <laughs> and he's playing rizza <laughs> well done yeah but so yeah so no, they, it's rebecca ferguson <laughs> which was i i didn't realize it was her until about three-fourths of the way through this scene. I was like, oh, really? she looks so familiar. Yeah. And then, I, then finally she's... Mission Impossible, I, yeah, baby. right, right. Or she The Greatest should, Showman. She should be the new Black Widow. She's cool. Yeah. Uh, or the one that the Black Widow has to fight. In oh, there you go. Prequel. Bad guy. Yeah. yeah. She was really cool. And was it five that she showed up the first time? Or was it four? four? No, four... 
Because five no, and five. six. It's yeah, five. it's five. It's yeah, five. Like, yeah. She's awesome. Yeah, that. she's great. Now she's a part of that team. So Yeah, so now so she's this. We're talking about arm. Mission Impossible, just for the record, like for the listeners out there. We're just like, eh, five, six, seven. I don't know. I thought I said am I? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> so so she's this arms dealer, and everything, all these deals go through her, and this little beard's like, well, I'm going to take it to her. Right. And, and the, they allude that there's a past relationship. And I do, like, it's an interesting point where, like, Hemsworth is like, you've never loved anybody, have you? And Tessa Thompson's like, well, no, like relationships are complicated. And that complicates things like uh, when you when you're tra- it's just chemistry. Like, that's all it is. There's nothing else to it. And he was like, OK. And like so they sort of hint that there is an attraction between the two, but they never deliver I mean, on since it. he since she saw him. There was well, because that, we're going to get that in like. Right, yeah, and like the next three movies, yeah, yeah, right, that makes sense. But I mean, ever since she sees him in the office, and that alien does the slow motion right. thing, and then he agrees to let her go with him. Remember, and she acts excited, she covers it up, and then she acts excited. So I felt again, like she was like, just excited because she gets to work a case. But I guess you could uh, say, I took. I mean, I took it as kind of that he was dreamy. Dream, yeah, yeah. that's how. I, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so they they go to he they devise this plan where he's going to go meet up with Riza again and say that he has quit and he's been Why kicked he out pink shorts i don't know but some, <laughs> i think to prove that he's not in men in black yeah oh. he's yeah. like no that's what they they say i just thought it was funny when oh. they're like why are you wearing pink shorts yeah <laughs> i did enjoy that uh so she go he goes in and tessa thompson's like scaling up the side of, the, of a wall to you know sneak in or whatever uh, i hate stuff like this because it's like look at their insane security they have Except for when she needs to climb <laughs> yeah, up on the yeah, wall and right. get in there. Yeah, right, right. Like, they have that type of security where there's, like, laser cannons aimed at him as he's walking up the... Sure. You know what I mean? Like, and you see them on the side of the building, but yet she's just that good. She's that, she that can, good. Yeah, she can get in. Uh, so they have, a you know, a thing, and he is going to... His parlay, basically, is he's going to give Riza this last being of this race that has been eliminated, which is Pawnee. And, you know, that's, that's his in. And then she's like, you know... Uh, kill him because it be, you know you show up on the one day that I get the most powerful weapon ever. Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't even know about that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So they throw him out, and this is where he kind of break. He breaks into like the. Uh, and of course, he takes out all the aliens that look like humans. Right. Yeah. And like, you know. I, it just all seemed very weird and very lazy, didn't yeah. it? Like it they're was. all aliens, but yet, okay, so they're these armed guards are walking him back to the boat and then he's like aha and pushes them in the water and then that's it like are, are they dead now do they yeah. melt in water, <laughs> like, to the water it wasn't that impressive of a fight he literally pushed them in the water like right. get up and go blast him with your alien tech. <laughs> you know it just I, it, sure. it seemed very silly the way that oh it was very silly they yes. got around to these yeah so Hemsworth turns off the security Tessa Thompson gets in they both end up back he ends up uh, Tessa Thompson has a really good fight sequence with Riza. Uh, Chris Hemsworth gets beat up by the big blue guy who's not beast. Uh, and then they drag him back upstairs. And then this is the reveal yeah. where like he's a flurfin flarfin yeah. of whatever. And Cause earlier in the movie, I think I mentioned it, but they literally, the men in black are like, yeah, you don't want to mess with them. They may be cute and cuddly now, but they grow up to be huge, angry beasts. Right. And then, and then you then see here, this guy here it is. Where she kind of looks at him and she says this one phrase that they said to the other, th- you know, that they said to each other when they were little. I did like this joke. What does that mean? Oh, that means that I will kill whoever you say that word to <laughs> yeah. with, in the most agonizing fashion or whatever. It's like, let's just maybe we maybe we don't do that. See, I was really hoping that as they were walking out, you would hear like screams and like, oh, right, he, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So the re- because at this point, if you don't kill her. 
You've just betrayed gonna... the biggest arms dealer in the like universe. Yeah, it's not so good. Not good. I figured they had to address that either by or, or that that guy joins them. Or yeah, but I mean yeah, one right, way or the right. other. But they left with him and her there, and then they don't ever address the killing. So no, you're like, never. you can't not. Do, I don't know. No, it was not. Whatever. No, it was very poor. It'll be done. in the next movie. Sure, it will. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so they, you know, the RZA, not the RZA, uh, the blue guy turns on RZA, and of course, you know, they get away with the weapon, um, and then MIB show up where they are, uh, and this is where you get the the clearly like not even ambiguous happy ending where high T right. shows up and he's like oh well thank goodness that you got the weapon and I knew I could try like you know well, and those then- two guys show back up and they have developed weapons to kill them yeah and she's like we need you know they, they say we need the weapon for the for the hive oh okay so I totally forgot about yeah those. they show yeah. back they kill those two things yeah. They turn the weapon over to high high T because high T brings right. a gun. You just have to have a big enough the, gun the to right kill him or whatever. And then it's it's like you know celebration and you, like there's a press conference, not really, but you know you're like, sure oh, happy ending where you know it can't end. This is it. They go to the yeah. they go to the party at MIB. There's still thirty minutes left. Right? Yeah, yeah, right, right. They go to the party at MIB and they're all standing around and like Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson are both kind of like, this is wrong, right? Like they both uh, they both agree that this is not okay. Like something is wrong. And then this is where they they team up with C. And sees like, look, man, like this is something is going on here, and I've been doing algorithms, and they figure out that the high T is the problem. They they figure that out, so they they're like, where would he go with this weapon? What could he do? When they go to check out the weapon, it's like I it's can't gone. do that. Oh, yeah, the, and the, and the, like, I'm a senior age boy. She's like, no, it literally, it's not and here the ca- anymore. The case files have been deleted. Uh, who has who has the access to delete case files? Right. Oh, oh, like it was so bad the way yeah, this was written. Right. The, the detective work I'm using air quotes that sure. they do. Sure, I just thought that was terrible when they all came to that conclusion. Yeah, not the yeah. greatest. Uh, so yeah, then and the thing is, is that if the stuff like you don't come to a Men in Black movie no! for the intricate plotting, no, right. and right. the fact that you're you're taking the time away from the movie to to dissect that means it's not working exactly yeah. because if I the o- just been if the other <laughs> stuff was funny you yes. wouldn't care wouldn't exactly. care it's At all, all. You, you came you come for the comedy and the action if the other stuff was working you you're like okay yeah it's dumb well, who cares Absolutely. right that's not what we're here for right and but because the you you don't have any of the other stuff then of course you're going to sit here and pick it apart. Pick it yeah. apart, right? And exactly. it's not like I tried. I just in the moment. Totally. I'm like, I mean, I was doing like, the same I'm thing. I'm like, that was terrible. You yeah. can pick. You can pick apart the first one if they you wanted so to. They so quickly do this detective work to figure out it's high T, and it's not even like they could have just showed someone getting away with it, or they could, <laughs> the person could have said no, high T checked that out. Like they didn't have to go into that. They, right. You know what I mean? They could have easily explained that he had taken it and got. Why away would with he it. even check it into evidence? Why wouldn't he just take it? Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, like to make it look like I it was guess. being turned. Well, in. I, yeah. I think it's, uh, I think it was a local critic, Jim Tudor, who had a great line. I, I don't normally read other people's reviews, but I don't know why I clicked around <laughs> this on his. Uh, and uh, he had a great line where he said that the film had a Scooby Doo economy of villains. <laughs> you ain't kidding, <laughs> or yeah. suspects. That is great. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, a, exactly, that's a good one. It yeah. felt on that level. That's the problem. Yeah. yeah. So you think it's Hemsworth? Maybe you think it's Agent C? Maybe you think it could but, even be? But you but don't. Like, you but know, you don't. Like, like right, no, anyone sure, over the gonna... age of of however old right. your son is. Yeah. <laughs> it is going to be like there's no way they're making Chris Hemsworth the villain. No, 
Like that's just a non-starter. And right. they're showing no, you that sees the villain, so it's not him. Right. And there's no way they're making Tessa Thompson the villain. Right. Like it's you know it, they're gonna pull off the mask and it's Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Like, I would have got away with it too if it wasn't for those damn kids. And then okay, so we know it's him. They go to Paris in the exact same frame right. as the old I mean, I know that <laughs> it it's is. like filmed it really the same. Is. They shot see, them back to yeah, the same, yeah, the same I mean, car and, pulls up. And again, not saying it's not supposed to be Paris, but this is three years apart in the movie. Like and it right. is the same setting. Right. But now the part that I was really not clear about here is so like that was high T like like they didn't take over his body they he was working he was assimilated for them or they yeah they combined with him I, yeah. I was really confused on what actually happened so for the most part it was a, he was a hive agent basically okay. so there but there was a little but bit his of memory was still yeah. from before okay yes yeah because um, I figure in these movies, and I mean, usually in these monster movies, or when someone takes over, you just take their form, right? right. Look at the Look, astral Dark guys, Dark Phoenix. These astral guys just yeah. take over their bodies, like. But for whatever reason, and of course, this is the only reason that this movie ends with a happy ending, right? Is that he was still in there? Like, why? Why this never happens to anybody else? No, except for when you need to have a little bit of tea left in there, right? So you can so you can look at his eyes when you're about to die and go, "Remember me, T. Remember <laughs> you had faith in me. You, you treated me like a son. Oh, it's, yeah, it's you were so, like a father to me. It's so cheap of an excuse yeah. when literally no other alien we've seen, which is just so weird because, <laughs> like, at the end of the first Men in Black, like. They're just shooting at Edgar. Like, yeah. there's no, there's no. Is Johnny Knoxville the bad guy? That's he's in, in two. In two. Okay, yeah, yeah, Knoxville's the bad guy in yeah. two. Uh, one of Laura Flynn Boyle is the bad guy mm-hmm. in two, but Knoxville's like her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So they go up to the top, and this is where Tessa Thompson's like, "Tell me exactly how you beat this thing last time." And he was like, "With just my wits and my series seven deatomizer." He's like, "She goes right." But tell me but what tell me exactly happened. what happened, and he was like, "But." Oh. I, yeah. And they can't I remember. Can't. Yeah. Then he realizes he's been neuralized, so he doesn't, you know, doesn't really know what happened. And we do, and to their credit, they don't show us what happened. So like the, something had to happen up there where Liam Neeson got taken over by the hive, but yeah, we have no clue what it was. To, presume they to right. their credit or to their budget's credit. <laughs> budget's credit. Yeah, like yeah, I, that's fair. I don't think that was like a decision the filmmaker made. No. I think that was a decision the accountants <laughs> yeah, made. That's right. That's probably a good idea. Um so they're a big fight in the you know big CG monster. Yeah, it's uh, boring. Whatever. Just a bunch of it is what it is. Whatever. Uh, Tessa Thompson shoots the star gun into the portal that we see earlier. I guess it, it sends the blast right up to the hive. Oh, know, I guess like, we should say that like she gets knocked into the portal. Uh, Pawnee jumps oh, into the yeah, portal the, after a little alien yeah. that Kumail Nanjani saves her. Yeah, you saves know? the day, which then, ends up being funny. His line again, like most of the funny lines are his. Right when he's like, "I saved your life. I saved your life." Yeah. Like, I, you know. Uh, so she. I know it's the, frustrating that like he's so funny in this movie, but because he's voicing a character like the average oh, sure. film goer, like it can't help make him more famous. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean, it doesn't. You know, like the average yeah. film goer isn't like, hey, that guy's funny. Do I want to see his next movie. Do you think that Stuber is like the? It's gonna help. Oh, we yet to be determined if it's I, funny or yeah. well, but I don't know. I mean, the trailer looks funny, but it, big, I haven't I seen the trailer. I have no idea what you're talking so about. So Stuber is it's Dave Batista, where he plays it somehow. He and Camille Nunjami is a. This is, is Deadpool. This is the premise of Deadpool. Basically, with a uh, Indian but, cab driver. He's a he's Uber, Uber driver, driver, and then a cop. Which, played by Big Not Dave. Deadpool, but Batiste is a cop, and he commandeers the Uber to have him take him on missions. Oh, uh, okay. Crimes, yeah. whatever. Yeah, which looks, I mean, whatever. But they just took the premise of 
and just made it one long movie. And yeah, yeah, yeah we'll see. So it doesn't seem exactly original, but it, nah, it I mean, what's it, original at this point? Hey, you know, and a lot of times those unoriginal ideas. And I mean, Wayne's World. I mean, I remember when Wayne's World started popping up on SNL, and I was just like, "Oh, this is just Bill and Ted, sure, yeah. or but, Strange Brew." Yeah, but then it was funny, and it was like, yeah. "Oh, okay, well, it's funny, <laughs> yeah. I guess." Not so, to say this couldn't be yeah. bad. It's just it's just weird because they're like Deadpool's so fresh in our minds. Yeah. Like this premise is. Oh, yeah, and then, I mean, Dave's trying to make his make his. Bones, I like so him, and I like Kamal Nanjiani. So. Yeah, so it'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so they Tessa Thompson shoots the gun into uh, the portal. Everything blows up. Woohoo! Everybody wins. Yeah. Um, Hemsworth's about to die, but then he's like, "Hi T, remember you were like a dad to me, or whatever." And he's like, "Get away, quick!" <laughs> and whatever. Yeah. Wow, it was like I was watching the movie. Uh, yeah. It's amazing. It was such. Yeah. It was such a detailed. Oh, right, right. Ah, get recreation. Away. Very exciting. Yeah. So the thing closes and the everything wins. Hybrid. Uh O shows back. M M O. Which one's that? Emma Thompson. I think it's O. Okay. Shows back up and says, hey, I put you here for a reason. Like, you were here to figure this whole thing out. Uh, and then... I they... trusted this all to a rookie. Yeah, right, right. right. Yeah, yeah. like... Uh, you've been on the job for a rookie 10 minutes. I wasn't Maybe. even sure if I should neuralize or not. Yeah. yeah. You've been on the job for about three days. Yeah. Uh, good job. And then So they... she makes... Uh, is it H? Is Hemsworth H? Yeah. She his makes name is, H. Which is weird. Like, do we ever know Tommy Lee Jones's real name? Do they ever say his name? I don't remember. Do they ever say Will Smith's name? I really have no... Oh, yeah, I have no clue. But what I'm saying is, like, it's J and K. Well, you're not supposed to tell each other, and that's what they allude to in their conversation. Because Hemsworth's like, you want to know what my real name is? She's like, no, we're not supposed to say right. that. Right. And he's like, and he Horatio. Yeah, so he's it, like, no, I'm just kidding. It's Henry. But, so, no, they don't because it's you're not supposed to. Right. Know. It's Henry and Molly is what these okay. these two are. But so she H&M. she makes H the uh, probationary director of MIB UK, right. and then she upgrades Tessa Thompson to full agent. Right, and, and then, then she goes back to the US. Like, because the one thing they do that is kind of surprising is you think like, oh, well, they're going to work together, and they seem like they yeah. might have a relationship blossoming. But I do like that. It's like, okay, yeah, you got sent you gotta, to the US. You go now back you're to going York. back, and he's here in the UK. So that was kind of cool. I like it because it didn't fall into the romantic tropes that we usually right. see. That you can have a male and female MIB agent, and it doesn't have to turn. I, th- I think they were hedging their bets. I th- they definitely yes, alluded absolutely. to it, but it wasn't overtly romantic. Yeah. Like it could have just been their friends. Yeah. Yes. I mean, exactly. I think I think there was a chemistry or a tension or whatever. It was there, but at the end of the day, that's not what they were setting it up for. And I no. think that's cool because again, you don't always have to have that. There's no reason why it's like automatically, well, yeah, well, one partner is a male, one's a female. Of course they hook up. Of course. Like, right. That is that's a trope we've seen in movies, but it doesn't have to be. And right. I like that they didn't go with the convention. Yeah. I concur. I just don't believe that long term that was their goal. Nope. Yeah. I just think they didn't get to it in this. They, it's funny because they do they do that same trope with the gal from Dogma, Rosario Dawson. No, which one? Oh, she was in Clerks too. The yeah. main one, the yes, comedian Lin- Linda. Oh, she was the she was the um, the the um, autopsy the the doctor in the first movie in the first Men in Black movie. Dude, I Lin- have Linda, Flor- Linda Florentino. Oh, okay. No, that's a person. Okay, so she's in the first movie, and they hint at a romantic relationship between her and okay. Jay. Okay. Oh, okay. And then it's completely thrown away because by the second movie. Gotcha. Because yeah. they, yeah. I guess that she wanted too much. She thought I, she was the. She pulled a Crispin Glover 
and yeah. thought she was the star of that movie. And they're like, no, no, no. I, I think, oh, you set it up for me to have the relationship. You got to bring me back. <laughs> I think <laughs> what they did here was they set up for two Men in Black franchises. It's like she goes back to the U.S. Now oh, she can have I a can new partner. That. Hemsworth, when he's available, can make his MIB oh. movie. I think they set them their separate ways so that they could. Yeah, that's I can see an that. interesting theory and a very ballsy one on the part of the studio. <laughs> I, I, that's the only thing I can think of because they set them up as partners and they work so well together. I mean, we've seen them in Thor. Like, you know, those two are good together. Right. I mean, so, they could easily come up with a plot yeah, device that would bring him back. He but, can go to the U.S. now. Yeah. I mean, there's... But yeah. but I, but I that is an interesting theory that their goal was to split them up and do two separate to franchises. To have two parallel I franchises. I just feel like for some reason they thought this franchise was going to reignite and set the world ablaze. And I don't know why they thought that, but in my mind, it's like they didn't they didn't bring it back just for this one movie. Like, right? No, wanna, yeah, it's not a they want a franchise. And yeah. I think they set up the American and the British version. MIB agents, and you could have all sorts of different spinoffs if it worked. If, yeah, but it didn't. But yeah. it did so, not. Oh, and so here and we are. Financially, it was this is a. I mean, that's a flop. Yeah, and yeah. I was telling Joe. Well, I, the budget's on the high end oh, is one ten. Which isn't a lot for a movie like this. No, that's true. So I know that it really massively underperformed, but worldwide, it doesn't have to do much. To, no, that's to, a good point. To to dig its way out. Yeah, I'm you not can probably make 200 worldwide. Yeah, like I don't yeah. break even. Yeah, like I don't think it will do enough worldwide to justify more of them. But right. I think that they're not going to get hurt. Nah, is my that's guess. probably true because that's a very low budget for a movie like this. And I mean, the last one was what? When that last one come out? 2012 that's a long time and it, it does feel like we're in an entirely different we like really landscape are. for movies and big franchises time. big time I, but i just i'm really just surprised that they they tried to redo this with no will smith yeah that's a bold move i think i mean, I mean th- they thought what we questioned earlier they yeah. had thor and they had Valkyrie from the Thor movies, who right. now is who now is spoilers for Endgame, which you've seen if you're listening to this. She's yeah. the king of Asgard. She's the head of. I mean, so like you've got two stars there in their mind. Yeah, they can sell a movie, and it's like I just people weren't showing up for it. Nope. And that's, yeah. that's the thing is like it's gotten to the point now where sure you slap that Marvel Studios banner on something at this point you're gonna make a hundred right. mil easy. But this didn't have the but Marvel. This, that, that's, but, that, but that's the I can know I can that and Star Wars are the only two where you can slap that franchise banner on something and you're gonna make at least eighty. You know, given what Star, given what Solo did, you know what I mean, like. <sighs> Hollywood just needs to let franchises rest. They need to just stop this. You know, like well, it's, it's okay this, it, when you're sitting in, when you're throwing hundreds of millions of dollars at something. Yeah, you you want a safe bet. You don't yeah. want to throw that at a new. I mean, because look at when they've tried to to launch that. Look at you know John Carter of Mars or what was that? Which I still like. That's a good movie. What what was Cowboys that, and Aliens? The Tom Cowboys Cruise one, Alien. Oblivion. No, that what oh. was that one where it was like was it last summer or two summers ago? Where it was, I don't. It was like two names, and they. It was like a guy and a girl on a planet. It flipper to do, and what's a McCall? <laughs> oh, Valerian. There we go. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. That was oh. Dale DeHaan and Carla Dane DeHaan. Yeah. Dane DeHaan and but yeah, like Cara, I mean, Huntress Delavine. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, like you thought, Empress. like they were like, oh, we're gonna launch a new franchise. Yeah. Nope. Nope. I mean, but, but the thing that sucks is that okay, and, and there have been many articles on this, but the the mid budget movie is dead. You either have art house, 
right. and it makes a hundred times its budget, right. or you have a two hundred right. million dollar movie and it either makes zero dollars or it makes ten billion. You know, it's like they they need to start I, making mid tier yeah, movies. You don't you see know, a but, forty or fifty million dollar movie anymore. Oh, or that's rarely. true. Blumhouse, but that's on the low end. That's but the that's low, low end. end. That's what I'm but saying. But I like, wouldn't consider those art house though. Like that's. Right. Okay, but, but most of the it's art house movies budget. Are art sure, house. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Most Absolutely. are art house, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's either it either gets all these awards and people go see it for months. What about John Wick? And, But I mean, it, the first one worked. It was lucky and it found a life, and then it got kind of bumped up. Sure. But that's the exception to the rule. Oh, the yeah, point absolutely. is, they make Men in Black, they make Godzilla, they make <laughs> it's it's just two hundred million dollar movies, right? And then it's a twenty four movies, right? Yep. You know, yep, it's yep, and, yep. you know because they're one of my favorites. There's other studios, but yep. it's Amazon and a twenty four, and you know all the smaller studios. And it's like the mid budget movie has died, but those are the movies where they can take risks, but they're yeah. not huge risks, right? That's and, where you find new filmmakers. That's where you find them. That's uh, when you I find mean, them at the art house. Yeah. Like, but the, but you, you don't can trust t- them with fifty. You trust them with two. Well, you trust them with two, and then you'd be like, okay, that yeah, worked. Graduate, let's let's yeah. move you up to. But the now 50. it's not gradual. No, it's no, you it's, trust them with two, and if it works, yeah. you trust them with two hundred. Yeah. yeah, I mean, ask that, Colin Trevorrow, and that's or Josh Trank, Josh Trank, yeah, or that's a great point. The, whoever what, the guy that directed uh, Godzilla. The second oh, the one we just saw. Oh. The the had done Krampus. He went from Krampus. Oh, yeah, Mike he went from yeah. Krampus to Godzilla <laughs> yeah, King of the Monsters. That's what they and, do. And yeah. this and the, Krampus wasn't even a hit. No. Yeah. That's <laughs> what what really mystifies me. But the 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 main thing the problem is is that it worked so many times that they keep doing it. But now they're they're like, Okay, we have a property and I think some of this problem might be because of Marvel. And I'm not saying it's Marvel's oh, problem because it, it works for them. Right. But Marvel took all these people yep. and we're just like they give them a movie because they have a, a genre. Right. You know, and, and a lot of them were still proven, but they weren't making blockbusters. Right. And they're like, We'll have them do this because they fit and then all of a sudden they're making these, you know, $1.5 billion sure, movies, and especially sure. the case of the Russos, who seem pretty untested for that kind of stuff. And so they see it work. They see uh, Safety Not Guaranteed with Trevor O. Yep. And then he made Jurassic World the highest grossing domestic movie of all time until Star Wars beat it. Right. So it worked. And then they're like, okay, mm-hmm. well, we have a property, Men in Black, I'll use for this example, that sells itself, you know? And I know F. Gary Gray's done stuff, but they didn't care. They're like, this is Men in Black. People will show up. Yeah, right. you can't screw that up. Yeah, you can't screw, yeah. you know? And so I guess instead of the director, but he's, I wouldn't call him an A-list director, but instead of him but being no, the he's, problem. he's coming off Fast and Furious. Right. But he's right, not well, an above the title But director. he's not a Absolutely Spielberg. Not. You know I mean, no, totally, yeah. totally. No, only film nerds know F. Gary Gray. Right. Otherwise, they know his work. Um, but instead of him being the problem, I think it was Hemsworth and Thompson. So like it sells itself. We've got two Marvel stars. How could it go wrong? Yeah. Right? And for $110 million, nobody's going to get hurt. We're not yeah. going to get hurt. And they this. still might not get hurt, but they, uh, you know, I think they were hedging their bets with the budget. And the problem with this movie is not budgetary. No, no, more no. money would not have made this a better movie. Nope. So. It, was, it was all content. Yeah. Well, I, I guess that's go. it for this one. Let's, uh, let's go around the table and everybody can say where to find them. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S 21. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. And you can find the show online at Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. Don't forget our Patreon account at Patreon.com slash Real Spoilers. So that's it for this one. Coming up next week, it uh, will be Toy Story 4. Hmm. I don't don't know what else comes out but i know it won't that, be bigger that, than toy story 4 and a movie That's i've seen it. it and it's fantastic <laughs> the embargo was up last wednesday so, so. there we go so oh, there it is i have not seen it yet so i cannot say if that's true or not neither can i 
So, but uh, but anyway, that's what you have to look forward to. So, thanks for tuning in, and until next time, Proctor adds fifty three years to Roy's term. In black, remember that just in case we have a face to face and make contact. The title held by me, MIB, means what you think you saw, you did not see. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.